Motivation is not going to strike, so stop waiting for it and let's get started. Sometimes just a few minutes of effort leads to the momentum you need to get the job done. This Saturday episode is meant to be your jumpstart to get the ball rolling. You can stop at five minutes or you can keep on going. But either way, grab your donation bag and amaze yourself at what you're going to get done in five minutes. We serve a God of abundance, yet you're still living paycheck to paycheck. We serve a God of order, yet your house always seems to be a mess. You feel unappreciated and overwhelmed just trying to keep up. Does the noise of life drown out the voice of God? Hi, my name is Gina Morton, a Catholic wife, mom, and declutter coach. Welcome to Pruning to Prosper, the podcast where we talk about all the practical things to run your home smoothly. Clutter, money, mindset, and yes, Everyone still wants to eat, so we'll talk about that too. That nagging in your heart is God telling you he has more for you than just trying to keep up. If you're ready to get uncomfortable, get brave, and see what you can do, then grab your garden shears because you're about to prune away the stuff so you can prosper into the woman God has called you to be. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to a Saturday morning five-minute declutter with me. I'm your host, Gina Morton, and this is Pruning to Prosper the podcast where we talk about pruning away all the stuff that stands between you and the woman that God is calling you to be. And a lot of times that's clutter. So we kind of get into that mindset of, I can't do X, Y, Z because I have to clean first or because there's too much stuff or I have to organize first before I can get it done. So that's what I'm doing here. I'm helping you become the best version of yourself and the woman that God's called you to be with the practical stuff. So let's get decluttering today. So go grab your donation bag, and we are going to begin this Saturday as we begin every Saturday, and that is with setting our intention. So the idea is to unite your work with prayer. So whoever you are thinking about right now is who the Holy Spirit is nudging you to pray for. So let's offer up this five minutes of work for that person. Uh, The second thing I want you to do is try to always enjoy your work as you go. And you can do this by what I call a spoonful of sugar with the medicine. So try to incorporate something that you enjoy while you're doing a task that you might not enjoy so much. So if you're going to have to clean the bathroom, maybe you put on some great 80s music or you listen to a great podcast. If you're going to sit down and pay the bills, maybe you light that really good candle you're saving for what what day? Light the good stuff, light the good candles and, you know, put on the good music and enjoy every little bit of your day that you can and always offering it up into prayer. And really, before you know it, your whole day just becomes a a working prayer. And lastly, set your reward. What are you going to reward yourself with at the end of this five minutes of work? And I know it might sound silly to some of you that you're only working for five minutes. Why do you need a reward? I think what I really want to teach you is that you should be enjoying your life as you go, that there's not some finish line in the end or some number in a bank account that then you're going to say, okay, now I'm going to enjoy it. Okay, don't wait for, for someday. Enjoy it now. So I know for me, a lot of times lately when I get things done that I really don't feel like doing, I let myself just sit and read a book for about an hour. Sometimes it's only a chapter or two, but I'm just flying through books already in 2023 because 
I'm really giving myself permission to sit down and relax, which I tend not to do very often and very well. We don't relax very well (laughs) a lot of times. So, okay, I'm gonna set my timer for five minutes and we are still working in what I'm calling your TV room. So head on into your TV room and today we are going to declutter the toys that may be in there. Okay, I've got five minutes on the clock and let's get started. So in general, I have some theories about toys that I like to share with, especially new moms, if I can get them while the kids are still little, that's awesome. How I like to look at toys, just in general, I'm not a child psychologist, I'm not a teacher by trade, but just some things I've observed being a mom for 17 years, I've, I have four children, and I think one of the best things you can do for your kids is give them toys that are open-ended. So think of it this way. The more a toy does for your child, the more bells and whistles it has, the less thinking your child has to do. So it's kind of like the toy is just there entertaining your child. Whereas you, if you give a child a toy that is open-ended, your child is doing the thinking and your child is doing the imagining. So this would be things like blocks or we have a play silk that I'll get into a little bit later. Um, You know, play kitchens, things like cars or trucks or roads or trains, things where they're creating the world and it's not just there for them. Lincoln Logs or Legos, okay? These are all good examples of open-ended toys. Okay, so tuck that in the back of your mind. Now, the other thing I want you to do whenever you are decluttering toys or a playroom or something like that, before you touch one thing, what I always want moms and dads to do is you start with what is still tidy on the shelves or what is still in the toy box. This is why. If a toy is out on the floor or it's flung somewhere in the room, you might be like, oh my gosh, what a mess. But really, that's your clue that your child at some point in that week or that month or whatever has played with that toy. If the toys are still nice and tidy on the shelf or they're still in the toy box, chances are those are the toys your kids are not playing with. And those are the great, they're they're the places where you wanna begin because it's kind of a no-brainer. They're not even playing with them. So there really shouldn't be any emotion involved. It's just a matter of space and how much you can actually accommodate in your space. So I always say to clients, you can keep anything you want as long as it has a place. So if you've given your child a toy box in the TV room, then that is it. That is the space that they're allowed to have. So maybe you have a toy box and then you have a dollhouse next to it that is a bigger thing, it doesn't fit in the toy box. Okay, you're the parent, you set the parameters. But if you're feeling like you're drowning in kids' toys, this is a great place to start, okay? So begin with what's still tidy and declutter that. Here's the part that moms and dads get stuck on. But I spent so much money, or great aunt Mary Jane gave us that, and we can't get rid of that. Okay, if you spent money on things, we call this tuition. You bought it, you thought it was great, you thought the kids were gonna love it, and it just was a dud. It happens, right? How many things do you have in your closet that you thought were great and it turned out to just be a dud, okay? It happens. Teach your kids, as you're learning this stuff too, that sometimes 
we make a mistake with our purchases and we don't beat ourselves up. We just say it's taking up space in our home. No one's enjoying it. It's not it's not being loved. Let's donate it because another kid might really love that. Some kids don't like Legos. I have an entire Lego room in my basement and that's just for my son. Then the girls have the whole other side of the basement for their Legos. We are a Lego family, but some parents are just adamantly opposed to having Legos in their house. So what you don't want, somebody else might really, really have on their wish list for their child. And you donating it makes it an affordable option for them now, okay? So just keep thinking that you're blessing another family with these decisions. We're down to 45 seconds, so I'm trying to hurry because I love talking about toys. Um, the other thing is, if, if you don't want to look at any toys in your TV room, so say at the end of the night, you just want to sit and watch TV and you want to see a nice, tidy space, that's totally understandable. That's how I am. So all of our toys in our TV room are hidden. So this is where there is so much furniture now that you can buy that hides toys. You can have ottomans that lift up. You can have drawers in your credenza. You can have cushions or beanbag chairs where you stuff the other toys inside of the beanbag chairs. So there's lots of ways now to hide toys in pretty bins and baskets and things. Okay, our time is up. If you guys have any other questions about toys, please reach out to me and I can always answer them individually because I, I think toys are a big, big, big issue in a lot of families and there's a lot of things that come up for moms and dads about toys. So don't hesitate to reach out if you need a little encouragement with um, what to do and how to go about decluttering the toys. Have a great day and I will see you on Wednesday for a longer pruning to prosper. Take care. Bye-bye.